You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. This week on Fire in a Hole, we welcome Mr. Cliff Caporal, Programming Director of the amazing Montreal Comic Con, uh, which is set to take uh, Montreal by storm uh, this weekend. So starting July 7th to July 9th, uh, just loaded to the brim with amazing guests. David Tennant from, uh, of course, Doctor Who. John Berthal is going to be doing Punisher soon on Netflix. Uh, John Rice davies Nathan Fillion, you name it. And a bunch of events. So, uh, if you're uh, from, you know, if you're a geek in any way, uh, you already know what this is about. If you're not, uh, get set to uh, hear from the man who is the programming director behind probably one of the fastest-growing, uh, successful, uh, fun for the whole family type uh, events in Montreal. Expected to draw, I think, about sixty thousand people this year, uh, if I uh, if I uh, memory serves. So Cliff uh, came to shoot the shit with us. Uh, he's uh, a gentleman as always, uh, and uh, he even put up with uh, me bringing my uh, amazing four-year-old son, <laughs> Jack, who decided to crash the party, but was a good boy, and uh, still let us uh, broadcast from what is now our number two uh, roofcast at the Fire and Hall. So second roofcast, uh, going to have a little ambient noise there you might hear, but uh, it was all in good fun. So without further ado, Mr. Cliff Caporal on Fire and Hall. Check it out. So you've got commerce, you've got giant corporations, and then you've got uh, guys who are just publishing their own books and they make 500 copies. And they run them off on like a home Xerox machine and staple them together themselves. If we had to split up the luck between Richard and I, I would, I would, uh, it would be like an 80-20 situation in mm. Richard's favor, but uh, his luck is my luck. <laughs> uh, this is a great roof. We're on the rooftop. We're on the roof. This is roof cast number two, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I see this mountain. I see a highway. Mm-hmm. I see two people's yards. Two people's yards. There's a whole other city yeah, up little, here. It's a little awkward. <laughs> I was just thinking they should Some have like... Silver pajamas? Is that what's going on That's there? probably what's going on there. Maybe it's a superhero outfit. Maybe. Yeah, he's getting ready for Comic-Con. Exactly. <laughs> How you doing, Cliff? I'm all right. I'm super tired. Yeah. But I'm all right. Like, I'm, I'm thank God I have a coffee and Red Bull and a shower in me. Cause, uh, a coffee and a Red Bull? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Have you ever tried that together? Well, not together. <laughs> okay. You didn't, like, you didn't have like a, like a shot of coffee with... Uh, I've done it before, though. I really? Mean, around Comic-Con time, it's like I live on Red Bull and coffee. That's and crazy. Water. Yeah. What's... No, no okay. Food. So, <laughs> for those people living under the rock, uh, Comic-Con is this weekend. This weekend, July 7, 8, 9. And it's going to be a big one, I think. Huge. Yeah? It's going to be huge. Biggest one yet? Biggest one yet. I, I sincerely hope so. I mean, it's always hard. I mean, ticket sales are good, and, and our lineup, I find, is phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're always nervous to see... <laughs> If people are going to show up. Well, that's always uh, a thing, right? Because uh, there's a lot of at-the-door people. Uh-huh. 
so that it, so it's kind of hard to gauge. It's like how many people are going to show up at the door. Okay, like with no tickets. With no tickets, exactly. They okay. buy directly on the day of. That's the culture here that we live in here. In in Ottawa, we do a show in Ottawa in May, and they buy mostly in advance. Like six months ahead, they've already yeah they, cleared they, out the tickets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I wish, but <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, uh, you you get a good idea uh, about four weeks before the show of what where things are going to stand. For Montreal, it's like. You have an idea, and you hope people still have the pattern of showing up at the door, but you just don't know, okay. right? I mean, you trust that the the thing that you put together is good enough to attract a lot of eyeballs, mm -hmm. but the biggest issue this year is we're we have a lot of competition. Uh, it's the 375th. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's a lot of other events that are happening in the city. Uh, we hope that you know we put a lot of publicity out there in the highways and metros and social media so people will will come out and check it out i think so i mean i've i've never seen a comic-con in <laughs> montreal that was not like uh just a beast of yeah. an event i mean it's just it's crazy and you're right about montreal e even with parties you know <laughs> people are like yeah they're all they all maybe you on facebook oh yeah, yeah. and then they show up with nine other friends <laughs> <laughs> two or three hours after the party started and the, and the chips are gone uh, they all show up. They're like, "Hey, oh!" You're like, "Oh, okay, all right." And yeah, we don't play by the rules here in Quebec. <laughs> no. no, fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> so, when does the grind start? Uh, being as that you're the organizer, I'm one of the organizers. I'm uh, we're 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 programming director. Yeah, I'm the programming mm -hmm. director. So uh, the grind starts. I mean, uh, like you mean the hardcore? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the moment you're done with the one. Like from last year, you almost start like we basically. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of things that we need to align for for the next year. There's other people. The operations head of operations takes care of more the the tech, uh, the logistical kind of things, and then we start working on the themes and whatnot. A little bit closer to to the fall. Like we have ideas and and whatnot. Agents pitch us ideas as they're leaving this show. Okay, <laughs> and and then. Uh, but then we also want to listen to what the fans have to say, you know, like what went well for this show, what themes did they like, what themes did they not like, what did they find was missing. Is that all on social media that you get that feedback? Uh, yes, and we're starting, uh, we started a survey last year. We did a survey, uh, we used Google Docs, great, great way uh -huh. to find out what's the biggest fandoms. And, uh, sound check. Sound check. This <laughs> is, but it's great, man. It adds such a it's lively Yeah, thing. fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please don't. No, don't do that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so um, survey the the survey it gave us a good light. I mean, there's certain things that we knew were pretty obvious, right? You, we everybody knows that Star Wars is like you know one of the top franchises, and that yeah. was re uh, um, ignited, reignited in, in the survey. Like, but like but a motherfucker, actually, yeah. <laughs> but we but there was one that franchise that stood above it, really. And, yeah, and, and that was the Marvel Universe, of course. Yeah. Well, you say of course, but at the same time, I'm like to me. I mean, I love Marvel. I read comics. I'm a comic book guy first. But, I, you know, in terms of movies, I was like, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Star Wars is like, yeah. I mean, you could literally roll out like a um, Star Wars uh, bathroom-related products event, yeah. and it'd be it'd be like Star Wars. And like, exactly. It's actually, just toilet paper, but there's Death Stars on it, and people would show up. It, it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Take so, my money. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Where is this toilet paper? <laughs> it's not regular toilet paper. Uh, and then uh, if, yeah, I mean, I guess Marvel Universe, well, I mean, at this point, they're being fielded by the same people, right? So they're that cleverly, yeah. they're, they're doing the like ebb and flow of the two properties, making sure they don't overlap too much. Yeah, exactly. Well, once the Hulk starts appearing on uh, 
you know, uh, where the with the Ewoks we have a problem. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> but who are we kidding? We'll go watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's, I was just listening to this yesterday. They were talking about the last Transformers movie, and there's this guy um, oh uh, who uh, this guy on YouTube. I forget his name, but he uh, he reviews them as a gag. Oh like he knows their shit, but he's just like, ah, I just gonna review them, and he does a review every time. And last night was like the first night. First night is the last one that just came out. The last first the night. The first last night, night just does have Rob Lowe. Last maybe, night. but he was like, he's like, hello, so it's me. I'm the guy that does the transfer. I can't do this. <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't do it. He's like, in fact, I'm not even gonna go see the movie. I'm just gonna pretend that I went to see it. And I'm just going to tell you what ha probably happens in this one. <laughs> and he starts talking, and then like they show images from the actual film, and he nails the plot almost from beginning to uh, end. Oh, there's a plot? That well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen a plot. Uh, but the point point being that like uh, yeah, that movie does not appear on our survey anywhere. Of course not, because <laughs> no one remembers it. People say Transformers, and I've noticed that, you know how they have notes. Yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of people wrote. I wrote Transformers, but just to be clear, I don't mean the movies. Yeah, I mean G1. It's G1. G1, G1 and cartoons. And all, just uh, cartoons. You know, anything animated right now. It's like, exactly. You know, so. <laughs> no, but it's the, so the, the. They're like, please don't invite Michael Bay. Please don't invite. I'm like. His uh, last statement was, he's so tired of being just like destroyed every time he comes out with one of those films. Literally, he just said, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to go see it. <laughs> that does, direct quote. It doesn't matter what you think. You're going to go see it. And he's right. Wow. Well, there's, there is a crowd. I, I forget what show, another show I was listening to. And it's like when they say, you know, like you made so much millions. And we're like, you know, it's like a lot of your friends don't admit it. But they like to go see those movies. Possibly. And it's like they just don't talk about it. And I'm like, no, I just after number two, I stopped going to see them in the theaters. I was so yeah. offended by that I, I i i don't i'm not a fan of bashing films if i don't like a film usually i go just I avoid like it. it i just avoid it yeah. i don't talk about it people ask and i go eh, you know check out this instead you know i'd rather talk about the good stuff but this one i can't help myself it's just it's just it's so fens offensive it is but i think really, <laughs> really at, is. at this point films really have become like rides at, at a at a theme park right and it's just like that the transformers one sucks i don't like to get on it. it's too loud Mm, yeah. uh, it's it's just nauseating. Uh, I, I can't hear or see anything, and I, I don't remember it after 10 <laughs> minutes after I get off, right? It's yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> That's really it, it's right? Exactly that. So Marvel is uh, everything this time around? Marvel is everything. Uh, we wish we had uh, budgets that will allow for, for a bunch of Marvel-related movie guests. You know, the Chris's okay. would be amazing. Because they're super expensive, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, they're expensive. They're busy. You know, it matches with their schedule, right? You know, uh -huh. it's like super busy, top... A-list guests uh, require a lot of big budgets, and we're not there yet. Right. You know, I like the yet. That means you're, you're, well, you're working your way. Well, we'd like it. to. We'd like to. I mean, you know, uh, there there's other events uh, that like to venture there. There's not very many in, in North America that do that, but uh, there are some that like to venture there. And, and you know, it's like we got to keep on building show bit by bit. Show people that you know, like uh, yes, to get the celebrities here, they you need to take pictures of them and you know get yeah. autographs so that they you know hey they, they made money yeah and they tell each other too and they tell each other you know yeah montreal's a good one yeah this one's a good one because they love the city they love coming here but everybody needs to get paid <laughs> for real for real yeah yeah no, I I, that makes, sense. That. makes sense right mm -hmm. yeah but in the same way i mean <clears throat> maybe not getting like a super top billing uh, uh type of actor is also in a way uh keeping things a little bit gritty and comic-con-y right because 
they do tend to sometimes like the San Diego one at this point is almost an expo, right? It's yeah. Well, San Diego's a different. I think we talked about this. I'm not sure, but last time. But uh, I, I think a lot of people don't understand how San Diego works. San Diego intrinsically is a comic book show, 100. Right. They have some guest uh, guests from the around the industry that come as guests, as official guests of the con, but. Hollywood back in 76 <laughs> started with this movie uh, called La Guerre des Étoiles. Yes. Yes. Uh, they I've started heard of bringing it. props to uh, uh, to the, the show to show off the movie that was coming out the following year. And then every year after that, uh, more Hollywood, because Hollywood's right next door to San Diego, right? right? More and more Hollywood started bringing, you know, to promote their movies at San Diego Comic-Con. So then it, it started becoming this big, big monster. And like a launching like pad. A launching pad for movies. There was, there's that and monster they in pay, the background. <laughs> they pay, the studios pay for all the celebrities to be right. there. Right. The thing is that in Montreal or be it Toronto or be it, you know, uh, elsewhere, uh, uh, Chicago, uh, it's, the, it's the, the convention has to pay for those guests right. to fly, to travel, to be there. So Unless maybe they're filming in town. Uh, yes, but they're still, you know, that's still They're tricky. Still gonna ask you, buddy. <laughs> Are they going to make another twenty-six <laughs> X-Men movies here? Is that still going? I on? hope so. Don't you I, hope so? I, I mm. sort of hope so, just for the town. Just for the, the town. movies, not so much. Yeah. Did you hear what the 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 working title of the next X-Men movie is while they're filming? Oh here? God. No, it's great because it's it, you know how the 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 first one was in the sixties and yet seventies, eighties, uh-huh. last one, right? Uh, this one is in the nineties and it's called Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the working, you know, like the the behind the scenes for sets. So uh, the other guest we have on the show here that we didn't announce is my uh, four-year-old son, Jack, who's playing video games in the back. He will be interrupting uh, regularly, uh, so I apologize to the listeners, uh, and I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the video games that he's playing, and we can review them. That's right. He probably knows a lot more about it than we do. <laughs> my daughter has tons of it. The other day, she, her little iPad, my six-year-old, she, she, she was like, hey, Dad, I can't download anything more. And uh, she actually used that language. It doesn't download anymore. I'm like, oh, look at you. You're learning. <laughs> and and uh, and I was like, okay, let me take a look. And I go, oh, my God, how many games do you have on this thing? I go, can we get rid of stuff on this? There's like so many little cat, different cat games on my daughter's iPad. Wow. You know, it's how ridiculous. How did you get daddy's credit card? <laughs> <laughs> this God, is your, this uh, is your daughter's. Yeah, the six-year-old. Okay, yeah. okay. Because, uh, yeah, I got my older son one, too. And uh, he uh, he found out how to download stuff. And yeah. Uh, not, not, not paid because I'm not an idiot. No, of course I'm not an idiot either. But <laughs> he cool. just finds games. He has this obsession with uh, f- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you know Five what this Nights is? Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. Can you it's explain like, to me what this is? I, I never played it. I know it's a scare game. So it's like basically it's a scare it's game. Like, you know, okay. you're trying to find clues and whatever, and there's like things that scare you along the way. Because the kids are insane for this. They thing. are insane for this. And they it's basically a, us and it's a horror around. show. Mm-hmm. It's for a horror kids. show for kids. Yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> I just like I see this bear that's bleeding out of its eyes and Miles is of course all over it because he he tasks me <laughs> he tasks me with with these with these things you know like with these properties he knows that I hate like I don't want him to watch the stuff yeah. so he'll uh, he'll f- uh, chum up with like uh, older kids at school whose parents let them take their tablets to school which I don't understand yeah, no. and then he'll come back and he's like I know about Mortal Kombat and I'm like fuck do you know but you don't but you don't. <laughs> I know they rip out each other's spines. I'm like, oh, that's great. What? Thank you, whoever, whoever's kid that was. That thank you, parent, for overturning my shit. <laughs> but whatever. So yeah, uh, we're talking so about teen spirit. Teen spirit. Yeah. yeah. 
that's the new working title for the X-Men movie. Teen Spirit? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, 90s. 90s. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What happened to Dark Phoenix? It's, it is, no, no, it's the working title for, like, you know, when they go to a set, so they don't write X-Men, oh. and then people go, oh, my God, the X-Men are filming Oh, I here. see, they're like yeah. the secret title. Exactly, it's a okay. secret title. which is not so secret now. Exactly, not you so heard secret. heard it here first. That's right. But, I mean, <laughs> even if you tell people, I think they'll pass by, and they're like, Teen Spirit, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Can I swear here, by the way? Yes, you can. Okay. In fact, the next half hour is going to have to be just swear. No. Yeah. Isn't the entire cast, like, here, like, in town? I heard that they were at, like, at Water Market. Yeah, they all have, Apartments in town. Down by Mel's, so I think they have to be close-ish. Okay. Well, at this yeah. point, the whole cast means Michael Fassbender, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, he's, he's the only one I didn't see in the picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, might be. Like I mean, in. I don't know if he's he's probably in it, but there's the guy from uh, Fan Stick. Is he is he in it? Isn't he the Cyclops now? I'm so confused. Oh, there is a kid inside. Well, the same one as last Cyclops and. Yeah, wasn't and, uh, he the Mr. Fantastic guy from the failed Fantastic Four movie? No. That was not him? He just looked like him? He just kind of looks like a generic white guy. Okay. Straight. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> jo- my son's just going to join us. Don't worry hey, about it. No him. worries. No worries. It's all good. What's He's up, welcome. But, so I'm going to be careful on the... Yeah, maybe maybe no more swearing for the next few minutes. Oh, it's okay. He's, he's still at that age where he can't tell. Yeah. I was just telling Richard how, how precious that, that period of life is where you can swear around your kids <laughs> and then uh, just like at some point just the switch goes off and he goes, motherfucker. You're like, uh, okay, I guess that's it. That's the last one I drop at home. Yeah. My, my youngest just turned six in May, right? And just before her birthday, you know, like somebody asked her, so it's like, what are you excited about uh, your birthday? And uh, she actually goes, oh, my mom's going to tell me what the F word means. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday, honey. Happy birthday. Yeah. We told her, but not. But, you know, we. Which, which definition? We made, up, we made up a word. That yeah. word means a lot of things. Exactly. How do you explain that? It can you know? be a, an adverb, uh, it can be an exclamation point, it can be an adjective. Yep. Um, it can be. You have uh, to have a good knowledge of language to be able to use it properly. That's true. That's mm. true. It is a linguistic uh, thing. So, who you got coming this year? Uh, we've got a lot of folks coming. Uh, we got Sir Patrick. Oh yeah, he's, he's in town. He Sweet. Is. Oh wow. Uh, we just switched him to. Um, uh, he was originally just going to be Sunday, but now he's filming, so he's going to be Saturday only. Um, okay. Which is, you know, it's it's too bad, but because <clears> Sunday is your big closing day, or yeah, because we were going to close on him. We okay. had like four o'clock. He was going to do the Q and A, and it would have made people feel like, oh, I feel so good, you know, because he gives great panel. Yeah, know? he does, so. doesn't he? He gives great panel. <laughs> I like that expression. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's he's like beloved, beyond beloved, right? He's beyond beloved, and when we announced him, the reaction was beyond what we were expecting you know we were expecting people to be happy but you know he came here in 2014 he came here in 2012 so we were like okay well you know here's an opportunity to bring him back uh do we do it so we did it and but we weren't expecting we were expecting a lot of people grumble like oh another guest that you bring back you know and i'm like but there's no but that wasn't that wasn't the case because i think i think there's also a couple of factors that happened was like our show used to be in september until 2014 so a lot of people knew of our show and it was growing and and uh, we still have to do some work to get some people to realize we're in the summer but there's a lot of people in 2015 that discovered our show in the summer right so that even though we dropped like uh, I don't know 50 percent uh, maybe 50 percent of the regular audience dropped out a new 50 percent dropped in so we had the same amount 2014 to 2015 so all those people let's say 25,000 people 
you know, they discovered the show then, and they, it, and and they didn't know Patrick Stewart came. Oh, before, really? So, you know, or Sir Patrick. Sir Patrick. Is that how he prefers to be yeah, referred no. to? Well, I think <laughs> if you're referring to him, it's you're gonna say Sir Patrick hmm. Stewart. Well, we're Canadian, right? So we have to kind of because we're. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Part of colony. A, we're a colony, so we have to respect the title. Respect the title. <laughs> if he goes to the states, they can just say Mr. Stewart. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's Sir. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sir. Sir Patrick. Yeah, it's hard to find somebody who's so universally loved as, as Sir Patrick. It is, uh, <laughs> and not Sir Stewart. You know, he'll correct you and embarrass you in front of really three thousand. If you say Sir Stewart, he's if like, you, nope, yeah, nope, nope. yeah, yeah. He's like, no, let me explain it to you. Yeah, I, ju- I just I admire any of those guys that have had such long careers and have been known for so many like iconic roles and are just like uh, they're in pop culture or whatever but they can still completely um, poke fun at themselves yep. and I think that's what earned him the love of everyone is and he also he goes on stage and he and he talks about earnest things you know he, he speaks out about causes and, and whatnot without it seeming uh, like rah rah or preachy yeah. or mm-hmm. preachy so you know yeah somehow it just seems to work for coming from him yeah, it's like everybody's everyone's dad, yeah. everyone's granddad. I trust you. Yeah, and he's looked the same for forty <laughs> years. <laughs> I just watched Dune the other day. Yeah, and Gurney Halleck. I forget. I forgot he was in there, and he shows. I'm like, bro, you look the same. Yeah. What, why were you watching Dune again? Why? Um, why? Uh, there's a good answer to that. Uh, I think I wanted to see it again because it's. Uh, it's it's bad in really good ways. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? I, yeah, yeah. I remember like when I was a kid, I, I was like, oh, this movie, I don't understand it, but I love it. Uh, anything sci-fi, I would take in. And then I read the books, and then I watched it again. Of course, like, it's a it's stupid. a travesty. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's super fun to watch as a kind of a study case because I, I yeah. realized I never really watched it as an adult, and I wanted to see like what's wrong with it now with an adult brain, like where mm-hmm. does it go off the rails? And uh, for the most part, it's. It's it's not that bad. It's not terrible. It's just there's certain things that. Well, at at some point they clearly uh, it, it got butchered in the editing room at some yeah. point because the ending's like and he won. Anyone and then it You're rains. Like, whoa, whoa. Spoiler Have you read the books? Uh, no, I read some of it. Because the thing is. The if you make it rain on the planet, you're gonna kill the sandworms, and then that means if you kill the sandworms, there's no more spice. There's no more spice. And if you kill the uh, sandworms and there's no more spice, there's no more space travel. So basically, you're saying to the universe, "Fuck off." Reset. It reset. It's mm. like you're doing your own thing. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I, I think I also wanted to because I remembered as a kid seeing it, and Baron Harkonnen had really traumatized me. Oh my god, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like the the fat, pus faced fat guy <laughs> and there's a lot of nipple stuff nipple related oily nipples yes it's true it was oh, yeah. a weird gross oh, nipple yeah, thing pull out yeah, the yeah. Thing nipple plugs <laughs> for some reason and i was like i wanted to see if it was still gross and it was it's yeah <laughs> it's held up yeah it's still disgusting uh sting is still the what the fuck moment of the movie when sting just shows up with his hair all like teased yeah. out to the air and yeah. he has like four lines yeah uh and he's like he doesn't he's all hairless and weird and i, ha- I have um I have Sting as an action figure from Dune. From Dune? Home. Yeah. I, I, it's like I wish I could get more of them, but uh, I remember I found, found them at a convention. They're like hard to find. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I saw them at a table. I'm like, I'm taking it. It was supposed to be Mick Jagger, right? If uh, Odorowski yes, had I, done? Uh, yes, it was going to be Mick Jagger. Oh, my, you saw the documentary? Of course. Oh, my God. It's a that, great documentary. It's amazing. I would wanted know, to see that film. You know what's hilarious? Well, hilarious. Uh, this movie... Um, or the 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 Hodorowsky's Dune, I've been talking about that movie before the documentary or whatever. Meaning, I've been using that as an example of how 
when sometimes you think you're at your worst in life, don't think don't think that because something good could come out of that. Uh-huh. And the and the reason was because I used to work at a at a company. I used to do the training, uh, professional you know office work, and whatever. And nobody was there <laughs> to do what they were doing. I wasn't there. I didn't okay. study. It was a jo- it was a, it, it was, was a like job. A, you know, it was an office job. And <laughs> now your sound changed. My sound got better. Yeah. Um, it's okay. You still so it was like hot. a journeyman's. <laughs> it was like a journeyman's uh, office where people are passing through. Yeah, exactly. And you know, some people they stay there, and it's a good job, good good benefits, and whatever. It's like I don't uh, uh, begrudge it. I was there 14 years and, and uh-huh. whatnot. But uh, the thing is that no matter what, everybody went in there with like you know I have a degree in this, and then they're doing this other job, and it's like not what they studied. Nobody was there doing. This, what they this sounds like Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. it's, I think it's at any city, anywhere Possibly. you go. It's like you you have visions of what you're going to do and then you're doing something else but that's okay okay and i use this as an example of hodorowsky of um here he was trying to build this beautiful movie and um uh it all fell apart and there's some things that aren't said in the in the in the documentaries um the how the financing fell apart where the the people that were working on the movie had started trying to finance it themselves right right? for sets and whatever and costumes and because they just wanted to try and see if they can convince more studios to give money and it didn't work out one of the guys that worked on the set special effects and and whatnot is uh now the name escapes me but he's the guy that uh i'll tell you first before what he did so he uh he uh he he left the set he was destitute and he went to sleep at his friend's uh, couch. You know, it's like that's the guy's uh, like, oh, my God, where's my life taking me? I'm sleeping okay. in my neighbor's, you know, my friend's couch. And But on that couch, he wrote uh, a little movie called Alien. Oh, right. It happened uh, as a result. As of a result. And then well, couch surfing. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, half the people that were working on Hodorowsky ended, ended up, up in, uh, in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I think Ridley Scott ended up basically lifting that entire team right yep because of like you know like hey there, here's a script and the guy said hey i have an idea this guy who designs uh, monsters he's really good yeah <laughs> this guy who designs a uh, moibus he's good for he's, he's incredible designs, no one's ever know? seen this kind of stuff before yeah also whoever's couch he was sleeping on um uh, whatever what ca- i'm trying to like build a story down in my head about <laughs> what kind of couch this was that inspired him to write a story about <laughs> parasites and uh, punching aliens through punching chest. through your chest. <laughs> what happened on that couch, bro? <laughs> what, what what happened? What did you see? What what happened to you? Something. It's very specific. <laughs> I just it was it a drug den? Was it like a Are there university <laughs> classes about this whole thing about uh, you the, the you, you could sexual aspect of uh, alien? Pro- probably too many. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and also Ridley Scott's kind of like lost his mind now. So uh, a lot of the, the he has hasn't he? Now people are revisiting a lot of his work and uh, realizing how much of it was him and how much it was despite him, like mm. the genius moments in his life. Not to take anything away from the man. No. But it's just, he's one of, he's like an old but, wrestler that yeah. needs to retire. You but know? it's also, I think we need to remind ourselves, people aren't perfect, right? You know, and, and the thing is that, you know, we, we have this perfect idea of like, you know, you fall in love with it, especially, you know, in the arts, you fall in love with an artist, a director or whatnot, and then you go, oh my God, he's such a you know douchebag or yeah. whatever or or like oh my god he's a racist or or this other thing comes up and uh you know we also have to remind ourselves that we shouldn't adore them in that way you know, we should the respect them that's a really good work, point yeah you know that's it's, a really good and point. it's yeah. and, and i'm not saying that as if i'm standing on a pedestal telling people oh you know you should no no i fall for the same traps you know because i love 
TV. I love art and, and whatnot. Julian Anderson. Uh, yep. I love Julian Anderson. <laughs> I love, my favorite show right now is The Leftovers. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. If, I haven't heard it? of it, no. Oh, oh, my God. You know this show, Richard? No. He used to be my oh, show guy. I am so happy. I'm so happy I can talk to people. The Leftovers. This. Oh, yeah? Okay. So it's an HBO show. Uh-huh. Okay. It started three years ago, and it, it just ended in April, May. I forget now. <laughs> I lost the sense of time. Uh, no, it came back in April and it lasted like the, the seven, eight weeks of like whatever episodes they allowed them to finish with. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a great show because it has a beginning, middle, and then the concept is uh, it's a world like we know now. And all of a sudden, 2% of the population disappears. Okay. okay. It's not, it doesn't feel like a magical force or anything. It just happens, right? All of a sudden we're talking and then Richard is gone. <gasps> well, no, you don't hear Richard do that. <laughs> he's just gone. Just you one look day. over and just all of a sudden he's just gone, you know, like, like 2% of the world, 2% of missing. the population go missing uh-huh. in, in one instance, like uh, a flight that's uh, flying. All of a sudden the pilot is gone. Oh, wow. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like a mother who has her baby, the baby's, you know, crying and all of a sudden no crying and then boom. Mm. Uh, so, <clears throat> but the point of it, the story is not to find out what happened. And they're clear about it from the way they are telling you the story, which is good, right? In, in, in that sense. <laughs> um, the point of it is like you have a family that is dealing with this with absolute loss. That <clears throat> so because so many people are going through this, well, everybody in the planet is going through this at the same time, nobody's there to comfort you. Mm. Right, okay, because even the, like everybody's sad and everybody's down, uh-huh. but nobody's there to kind of like, oh, it's gonna be okay. Because you're like, no, it's not. We don't understand. There's another thing in the world that we don't understand. So it's people dealing with this big sense of loss and where do they fit into the world. So it's a it's a big journey, uh, and the acting. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. I, I I hope they get Emmys for this season. It's that good. It's that good. Uh, Justin Thoreau is in it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's um, Jennifer Aniston's husband. Yes. Who also does? Uh, <clears throat> he was an American Psycho. That's what I remember him from. Was he? Yeah, he's one of the t- the one of the yuppie assholes. Was he? Oh, oh wow! I have to watch that again. Yeah, yeah. he's because there's a bunch of guys that are like yuppies in there that are known now, or yeah, or probably well, then too. There was Josh. Uh, what's his name? Duhamel. No, no. Uh, uh, Josh. Uh, uh, he was in the Angley Hulk. He was the bad guy. Uh, uh, name skips me. Josh something. Anyway, he was in there, and then I forget who the other two was, but I feel like Justin Justin Theroux. Uh, Justin Theroux. Yeah, yeah Theroux. I always say Theroux because it is Theroux. Here. It's totally it's Theroux, French, but French he name. they pronounce it. I got used to all the interviews and him saying Theroux. You know, Theroux sounds so fancy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like, it sounds uh, like a great show, though. It's 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 really is phenomenal and it's very grounded. Uh, um, if you're not a fan of like um, things that are not palpable. Uh, if you li- but if you like the ethereal and the mm. surreal, then this might be up your alley. If you like Khodorovsky, you're you yeah, might I mean, like this because it's Khodorovsky but grounded. I like Khodorovsky. I don't like his work. <laughs> it's, 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 his work is a mind fuck. It's yeah, way too out there for me. But I'm so happy that a guy like him is out there. Do you understand? What yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, no, I understand. Yeah, I yeah. love the dude. I could listen to him for hours. He's super compelling. His work is nuts. It's beyond insane. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you gave psychedelics to a person that was already psychedelic, you know? So he's <laughs> on planet 29. You know, like he is he is on the other side of the universe when he makes things. You know, it's funny. We had a uh, I used to be in a band <coughs> a long time ago, like 20 years ago, and uh, we were inspired by Hodorowski. The uh-huh. name of the band was Mi Santa Sangre. 
Okay. The name of one of his movies is called Santa Sagre. Right, Holy of Blood. course. Holy Blood, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> were you true to his vision? Yes and did no. You, I mean, we, you, uh, we, were, we were tripping. No, we were nice. Fry poop on stage? Um, I think if it was up to one of the bandmates, who was the more the one more centered around Horowski, who is still a filmmaker and, yeah. and, 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 and still does side things and music and, and whatnot, uh, he uh, he probably would have. Body hair. Lots of body <laughs> hair. Got, uh, golden yeah, idols. A lot of red. A lot of red. <laughs> a lot of blood. Uh, uh, but, yeah. But we were, you know, we still talked a lot uh, at the time about a lot of political stuff. Sure. Uh, and he was but in a, a surreal yeah. way. No, but he was a very super much. interesting guy. When you uh, describe the leftovers with uh, all of these people dealing with grief at the same time, I, I couldn't help be reminded of uh, um, the, what Chileans must have felt like yesterday after the uh, the Germany final <laughs> from the Confederation <laughs> and their hopes and dreams were crushed. Uh, For a moment, I thought you were going to say what the Chileans felt and I was like, shit, did I did not pay attention to Chile? the news? Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's soccer. Okay. Is it, it's, it is it shitty that when you hear about those countries, you're like, oh, another sinkhole, a sinkhole, right? <laughs> uh, earthquake, earthquake, sinkhole, tornado. Yeah. You're like, no, no, they lost the game. Oh, 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 oh thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> The earth didn't open again in that part of the world. The most beautiful, <laughs> fertile land in the world. The earth didn't op- swallow up half of the city again. Good. Great. <sighs> so uh, I just need to get that out there because uh, uh, it really did. It did remind me. I'm not I'm not fooling around. So Leftovers, uh, it just started with a new show? It, it started, no, it started in uh, three years ago and ended now. It's, okay. uh, it didn't get any ratings. <laughs> like It was under a million views. And, uh, okay, so, so no one cares, but it's brilliant. Nobody. It's because, you know what? The first season is really depressing. It's okay. really hard to watch. Uh, but I like some stuff that's, dep- you know, not depressing for like stupid, emotional, uh, easy targets, but more. It's just too real. It, it felt too real to people and, 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 and whatnot because it deals with a lot of facets, you know, like mental illness and, and, and whatnot. So it, for some people, I th- they're like, I want escapism. I don't want right. to feel. But I, I feel differently. I feel that uh, the, my entertainment, there is escapism in certain aspects, but sometimes I like to s- feel real watching something you know like I, I like to understand humanity a little bit more and that's what the show i feel does without ruining anything it's it's a to me it ended beautifully right now it stands as number one show of all time i mean things for me oh, for wow. my personal tastes wow. uh yeah that's okay, high so highly, highly recommended um i'm thinking what's you know what's funny i'm realizing is that you're right people don't want to deal with the mental illness and all these like real issues unless uh there's capes involved <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. when you really, really, really think it through, like all of the Marvel universe is basically it's chock full of mentally ill people, or people what? with severe problems, dressing up and one outfits. Guy, and yeah, one guy that's basically a hundred and something years old, but in the body of a of a of a like twenty five year old guy. Yeah, who uh, he wants to yell at everybody, get off my lawn. Yeah, he was built to fight Nazis, but he looks like what they were trying to accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No one, no one's dealt with that trauma. <laughs> like that's a little awkward, right? Uh, you ever notice how blue his eyes are and how blonde his hair? And now I think the revised history is a German scientist made him, right? Didn't he well, like there, escape? And there's a new. Oh, he's he's Hydra now. He's bad. He's guy. Hydra, but it's like it's because right now it's there's a cosmic cube, and ah. they changed uh, the 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 Red Skull went back and changed uh, the history of Captain America. They got to keep that going, don't they? Well, I have no problem with it. I mean, let, it's great. let's see I what they, where the because a lot of people are complaining about that storyline, and I'm like, let's let's just see it to the end. Sure, and, you know, it's a comic book, so they're going to milk another. it, and and there'll be another version of Captain America's story. Just wait, mm. you that's, know. That's maybe one of the good things that's come out of like this uh, series-oriented uh, show business turn in the last 15 years, yep. is that um, we get kind of like we go with it now. 
right? Before it always had to be canon. And yeah. It, and then like, if it didn't turn in the right direction, everybody like went was super pissed. But now you can just be like, okay, uh, this storyline is not for me. I'll wait till the next storyline. Exactly. You know? Mm. And then they'll try something else. And like, what if Captain America was a dog? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of my favorite stories when I was a, a teenager, I remember because I knew the the X Men back and forth and and whatnot. Most of the Marvel universe I understood, but I I love picking up those books. What if? Oh of yeah, course. yeah. Remember, remember the what ifs? Yeah. Because yeah. they They're turned basically things on their head. them now. Exactly. So that's exactly what they were ahead of their time. <laughs> Because that's they exactly were. what they're doing now. Yeah. Right. They're 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 just going like, okay, but what if we did this and what if we did that? Mm. Yeah. There's Except less nineties. Yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. Right. Like, what if? What was it? What if? Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires. Lord of the Vampires. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be. I think the night. What's interesting about the nineties is everything was super literal, right? Like yeah. If you were a super <clears> soldier, <throat> then you had to have eight hundred guns on your back. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just be like this badass that can pick up any weapon. Like you really had to represent and shoulder pads and little pockets shoulder pads everywhere. till the sky. Like your head was basically smaller than your probably a bandana too or two uh, <laughs> utility pockets, um, <laughs> knives in every part of like every boot, every shirt pocket. <laughs> and now we laugh, but at the time I was like, "This is so cool." Of course, <laughs> but it was a it was definitely a period of excess uh, from a comic book standpoint. I think yeah. because they were essentially like panicking, like the, the sales were down. Uh, well, it's because sales were down because sales were so high up in the early 90s, right? So anything, it's like the CDs too, you know, in the 90s, they were like, everybody's buying the CDs. Yeah. And it's like the, you know, 2000s. Huge crash. It's like, oh my God, the sales are down. Yeah, because sales is down because they were artificially up in the first exactly. place because it was exaggerated with what kind of sales you were having. It was like plutonium for five years. And yeah. then you're like, oh no, why aren't we hitting those numbers anymore? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was absolute insanity. So... Sir Patrick Stewart's coming. Sir Pat, that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's we got all to talk up, about. All up to you, Sir Patrick Sir Stewart. Patrick. Uh, we have uh, also uh, John Bernthal. We we're talking about Marvel Universe, and that's actually somebody pretty cool from the Marvel Universe. It's, Bernthal uh, is here. John Bernthal. I need to talk to him. Yeah. Do you? Okay. I do. Oh yeah, it's true. You're kind of a fan of um, his uh, his future work. Well, yeah, but also <laughs> just um, a bit. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, yeah, just, I mean, I love his portrayal of uh, the Punisher. It's insane, isn't uh, it? I know he saw our, our fan film. No, uh, he didn't. Yeah. He saw it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amber Goldfarb ran into him while he was filming or preparing for the role for Daredevil season two. And he went up to her and said, where do I know you from? And she's like, oh, really? You're going to use that line? And he goes, no, 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 <laughs> really? <laughs> I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> and she goes through all of her projects and he's like, Oh, you punish her no mercy, really? And she's like, you know about that? She's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My agent gave it to me because I basically watched everything that's been done uh, in terms of oh, Punisher. Okay, that's good. I mean, Sean's in, is going to be at the show, and uh, is Amber in town? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she's in town, but that'll like, be hilarious. It'd be awesome to get those two to talk. We won't involve you. We're just going no, to no, it's to cool. The side, you it's know? cool. It's like he's just a director. Yeah, that's what happens to directors. <laughs> they, uh, no one gives a shit. Uh, they just go crazy when they're 80 and change all their masterpiece works. With uh, okay. Deckard was a replicant, and, all other <laughs> and they just make random things happen. And you just need a scandal. I need a, I need to go there and like, yeah, the, I can't. No. If I was a if I if I was a girl, I could totally be like, I have your baby, I have your baby, <laughs> or something. But otherwise, no one else would let me in. Anyway, that that's cool, Bernthal. That, that's yeah, that's that huge, actually. It is pretty huge, and we're we're quite happy because we've been trying for years to to get him. He's another uh, beloved uh, individual. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is quite beloved, and he's so charming and, and super fucking. Sorry, super fucking cool. No, no, I keep forgetting because uh, you know you have kids and. 
It's okay. You're always kind of like whispering the pass F out. Don't worry. Out of your. You <laughs> he's know. like dozing off. He's fighting it. Uh, and uh, any moment now, he's just gonna. He's now my ten-year-old, she she knows about swearing, so I'm less careful. Though my wife is always scolding me on it. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah, yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one. So yeah, John John Bernthal. Uh, we also have John Cusack. Oh, okay. Explain that one to me. Because <laughs> um, that's awesome. But that, that is awesome. I mean, we wanted to venture into the world of pop culture in general. You know, like the the kind of A-lister. Even though some, you know, we. Uh, it's been like five, six years since we've seen him in a huge. Yeah, but he's thing. timeless. But to me, it's like it doesn't matter because hmm. from nineteen early eighties to you know er, mid two thousands, uh, if <laughs> the guys, he's insane. just an, he's an instantly re- recognizable yeah, guy. Exactly. But how, how did that come even come up? Um, we were. It was for Ottawa. Um, we were actually. <laughs> Uh, it's like I don't want to say he was a replacement, but it was a it, we we Adam West uh, couldn't make it couldn't make it to Ottawa, and you know now we know um, you know because he died. Everybody, uh, yeah, <laughs> peace, uh, peace, rest yeah. in peace, Adam West. I mean, you know, it's a, there were complications uh, already. It was just the travel would have been too much uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <clears throat> I mean, we said it was personal and professional reasons, and we just. You know. Yeah, no, out of respect. Is true. Out of respect, you know. <coughs> uh, so you got him to fill So we, got, we we were looking and we were talking to different agents because we needed somebody with an impact. And then um, we looked at names that, that could be. And then we saw John Cusack on on, on, on the list there, which we wanted to get like a couple years ago. Like uh, I remember we asked the agent and we're like, how much? Never mind. Thank you. We'll talk to you <laughs> in the future. But uh, but we said, OK, let's take a risk. And, uh, and then it, because this time he was available and. He wanted to come to Ottawa, so he came to Ottawa. He did a day, and now he's going to come to Montreal. So, and is he? Has he done other cons? Like, is he? Uh, is he, he 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 does a f- very few. He does here and there. Uh, it's like when he's available. So it's like he was available, and he's only available a couple of hours on Saturday. So it's like he's basically arriving Popping Saturday, leaving Saturday. <laughs> well, he's cons- oh, wow. he, he, I don't think he's ever stopped making movies. He has never stopped making movies. He's never. I've never. It's, He's always got at least a movie. It's just that you know you can't you can't be a, a star that has movies that are in the top ten every year, right? Of course, you know. No, but he's like a he ubiquitous should. kind of. <laughs> he's kind of like this. Uh, I mean, he he's a like a eighties ni- nineties darling, mm-hmm. right? For a lot of lot of people, when they, they they saw these movies when they were teenagers and in school, and like they yeah. remember him very fondly. Of course, Gross Point Blank, I guess, has a huge cult following. I love that one. Um, uh, but uh, what does he do? He just he he talks about his career. What does he do when he? When well, he uh, for this show, he's uh, he's not gonna do a Q and A. He's just because he's not here long enough. Okay, he's, he's just, just coming doing to autographs hang and photos. Uh-huh. Uh, for Ottawa, he spoke for about half an hour. He, he spoke about a little bit. About, people asked him about his career and whatnot. Uh, we realized that he he seems to avoid the topic of say anything. Really? Uh, yeah. He's sick yeah, of talking about see, it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I don't think he loves that movie. Okay. Uh, but that's okay. You know, you're allowed to have you're done You're totally movies. allowed to. I mean, <laughs> uh, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday about how there's a, there's a pantheon of films that, and you could almost create like either a, a TV, a HBO special or, or whatever, a documentary about it, of films that were absolute horror shows uh, to, to make. Everyone on them hated it. They hated each other. They tried to kill each other. But they're beloved films yeah. forever and ever. Blade Runner being one of the most famous examples of nobody nobody liking anyone else on that set. <laughs> Constantly at odds. Even 30 years later, Harrison Ford really? and Ridley Scott are still at odds about that movie. 
Oh, uh, wow. And yet it yielded this like masterpiece, right? And uh, there's a f- couple of films like this um, that were a terrible time. I mean, it may not have been the film, right? Maybe somebody was going through a divorce during that filming. You know, yeah. it had nothing to do with the screenplay or the director. Thirteenth um, Warrior is another example of a film that I absolutely adore. I think it's a masterpiece. Is that the Antonio Banderas? Uh, yeah, with Michael Crichton book. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, apparently, Omar Sharif like retired from acting <laughs> because of that movie. You <laughs> really? know, and everybody hated it, and every, everyone just wanted to b- burn it and never talk about it again. It's, I, I find that really fascinating. How that hmm. environment, like you said earlier, right, about Hodorowsky, how the oddest uh, failures or, or or disasters can sometimes like give birth to something yeah absolutely unique exactly that influences everything around you never you. know you, you never, never know. know you want to go up and do comedy in this place they tell you to go fuck yourself <laughs> you're like oh no quickly i got to find another spot you walk into some open mic place and you know someone is sitting in the audience and, and sees you and exactly. thinks you're amazing you know it's funny it's actually uh, we say that and and uh, and i can apply it to certain things like for example there's um um an a writer that a friend suggested that uh, uh, a comic book writer that a friend suggested I invite because we were looking for somebody that had a, a foot in the comics world, but also fantasy Dungeons and Dragons tabletop and all those things. And um, and now I'm 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 blanking on his name, of course. Uh huh. Darn it. This is a this is a, a <laughs> yeah. This is terrible. A running gag with us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't come to the show when not mention. Oh, but he's he's not coming name. to this show. But I, I remember <laughs> the artist. Anyways, the the so the the writer. Uh, we invite him, and and um, and he comes to the show, yep. and and he's he gets along. He knows a lot of the other writers, uh, art, uh, other artists around him. Then there's a young writer. He's like twenty nothing, okay, mm. super young, <laughs> and he comes with his portfolio and says, "Hey, can you help me out? See where I'm going?" And he looks at his portfolio, and he's like, "You are not twenty one years old. It's this is not possible. This you can't be your work. This cannot be your work. You cannot tell the kind of story you're telling like this. It's impossible. You have a." lived another life and he goes no this is my work and so right there and then uh, they decided to work together right and the thing is like while i'm uh, uh, maybe i used to be a creative person but rather i'd rather <laughs> like be around creative people yeah. and i just like knowing the fact that i somehow participated yeah, in the facilitating yeah. the creation of this partnership where now these two guys worked on a book together and it was a pretty successful uh, image book um um uh, again, I'm forgetting the names. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but uh, um, that you were just part of that. No, I that, completely yeah, understand. Yeah, it's just I, you I, were I, there, and you you sort of helped make that friendship. Exactly. You know, like it's a, if I if I had not, or if my even if my friend had not suggested this person mm. from the get go, it's just like a stream of thought. You know, you don't know. You're making a suggestion. You're just saying something. It feeds something. Then you're like, all of a sudden, I'm inviting somebody, and then all of a sudden, a book is being created, and yeah. a story is being created, and influence, influencing you know like thousands hundreds of thousands of people exactly yeah it's, it's it's like with like with my neighbor when my new neighbor moved in and <laughs> i'm like where's this going <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy so uh, you know i got to know him uh and then i knew he played music and i knew the neighbor two doors over also played music and i'm like hey you and that guy you should totally kick it and he's like uh okay I'm like no 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 you and him you should so now they're best friends <laughs> and they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> they uh, they make beer together in the yard. Uh, they laugh. They go on camping trips with their girlfriends, like the whole bunch of them. And like uh, they don't invite me out. So uh, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I'd like to think that I had something to do with that friendship, and uh, it helps cut through the sorrow of otherwise having been abandoned by both of them. I'm the kidding. Tears. I understand. I'm I totally plagued. I drink beers by myself. But in the that is the exactly. There you go. But that's a fun. You know, it's, I totally understand. Like the idea of being able to uh, have uh, maybe introduced to people who go on to. Because I think a lot of us are looking for amazing. meaning in life, right? You know, uh, we're going around and we want we want to have an impact. You know, like especially yeah. guys. <laughs> you there think it's a guy a, thing? Uh, maybe. I th- I, maybe I don't know. in a more of a like a uh, uh, what's a Joseph Campbell like way, like, like I'll, pret- I'll nod and pretend I know what that reference you don't, is. You don't know what that means. No, you're, you're a Star Wars fan, Richard. Really? Yes, I'm a Star Wars fan. What the? Okay, I, I don't know either. You don't okay. know? No. Okay, so <laughs> the idea of of the the hero's journey. Jack, do you know? Jack knows. He Jack just knows. doesn't okay. care. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, this idea of the oh. hero's journey. Yes, yes. So maybe it's not that women aren't like that it's just like no. we're more like we need the da, 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 and yeah. like accomplish well it's also and and maybe it's it's not necessarily genetic it's also because pop culture or what we read and, and see has shown us that this is the kind of life that you know it's like you must be the hero yeah and do something but it kind of comes know. from i think mm. pr- probably it, it itself comes from some sort of genetic you probably know you read all maybe about evolutionaries I'm a big fan stuff. of uh, yeah. Th- there's arguments that are, like all of our stories, starting from like biblical stories, are all about like the hero slaying the dragon, and the dragon represents chaos, and the hero is the one that brings order to chaos, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the dragon uh, represents the guy who's after your girl, and <laughs> <laughs> you got to destroy him to get the girl. Right. Um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah. So you're saying a lot of people looking for meaning. Yeah. I think a lot of people are looking for for meaning and more uh, than ever. I'd say at least in North America. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I forgot what my point was. Forgot your point. Right. You know? um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> certainly one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I find that uh, the thing with uh, looking for meaning. I mean, yeah, uh, fire in the hole. Fire. Glue, 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 glue. <laughs> Water in the hole. In this case. Yeah. yeah um, the w- we've talked about this many times. When you remove like the the, the basic elementary struggles of a, a few of a of a man, you know, then uh, you become sort of like, okay, so what now? Right, I don't have to kill anything to eat. Yeah, I don't have to like battle the elements every day, and my house doesn't get blown away every day or every other day by a storm. Uh, everything's kind of stable, but I have to go do this thing between this hour and this hour, this many days a week. Otherwise, I don't get this paper, which yeah. I don't even get the paper anymore. I, I get don't get these numbers transferred into this electronic <laughs> account, mm-hmm. and w- which in turn allows me to buy certain things to stave off this misery. And this is getting really pressing. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> well, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, is a, a saying like, um, "Pity the warrior who's defeated all of his foes." Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of a thing. Or Hemingway so yeah. was saying, uh, uh, "No one." I, I'm paraphrasing, but you haven't lived until you've been shot at and like not hit. Mm. <laughs> Specifically, but that's why we love all these stories, right? Comic books and yeah. movies included. Because <clears throat> we live through them. Yeah. Also, you know. Yeah, there, there's. I'm uh, Wolverine in every book. You're the guy that gets killed, but I'm Wolverine, and I, and I regenerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can smoke as many cigars and drink as many beers as I want. As, as, <laughs> if that's not a male fantasy, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> what that is. Knife fingers, yeah. Knife fingers, helps. very popular, very common uh, uh, male desire. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah. So th- this idea, I think I was Christopher Hitchens was saying that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Especially, I think maybe our generation and the one before it were like the post-war generation, and uh, and like he says, we missed the finest hour. 
right? <laughs> we literally missed, even though now we know we would not have liked to have been there. And no, 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 no. <laughs> Certainly like, not. Two out of three of us were not coming back. You were coming back with an eye, uh, you know, type of thing. But yeah. that, nevertheless, that was a um, the last big good fight, quote unquote. Yeah, well, right? for where the, men were tested for white people in the Western world. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think everybody was fighting. Sorry, I think not, not everyone uh, had the same stakes. Not but a, no, everybody the whole was fighting, war, but you the know, world was on fire. You know, wars are still going on right now, and there's lots of death and destruction. It's just that because it's not happening in Europe, we're kind of like doo, 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 right, doo, but also doo, not on safe. that scale. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. We're not. We're not like. There's not people running into batteries and machine guns every day, and like ten thousand people no. a, a year or whatever f- dying. But my point is that there is kind of like in times of peace, men kind of need some sort of outlet you know that's why we're watching ufc that's why superhero <laughs> movies are all the rage um, explosions whatever war yeah. films because when there is no uh, co- uh controversy there's no struggle going on then mm-hmm. clearly that's going to be like a a need that's unfulfilled right yeah but i think i don't know i feel that we need to to like as a human species try to reach for for a post that time you know like of trying to find because we're always looking for that <clears throat> perfect moment. Oh, I've accomplished so many things in my life. I've reached mm. the plateau and just, I don't know. What am I, tr- what's my, my, I have mixed feelings on this. Um, well, you're saying that we're constantly hunting for this, this, this result that eludes us. Right. And then even if we do find it, uh, chances are what you're going to need something else now. Yeah. Right. Mm. And, and, but, uh, and, and I think that something else is often in right in front of us. Right. Cause we're, we're blind. Remember that movie? Um, damn it! What's it called? Uh, it's a silly sci-fi movie. What happens Is in it? Jeff Daniels or in it, uh, where the guy <coughs> keeps on putting himself in a in a in a tank, taking uh, LSD and uh, regressing into himself, into his cells. Inner and, space? And, uh, no. no, not inner space. It's more trippy than it's that. More trippy. It's not more trippy. Not Jacob's like, Ladder. Not, uh, what's it? No. Wow. It's going to come back okay, to me. Okay, so yes, he's in going later. in further, further into his own Further brain. into himself, and he kind of devolves, uh, you know, first into, like, you know, uh, uh, evolutionary, a great ape or whatnot. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, because he's looking for answers. He keeps on looking and looking and looking because you know keeps on t- lsd closing in on himself and uh discovering the universe right because uh he's he's more in touch with the, the universe and he's trying to find the reasons for being is it and altered states altered states oh, yes, thank yeah, you i remember that thank yeah. you google <laughs> so once uh, uh he reaches you know spl- uh, spoiler here uh he reaches the end he realizes what he's been looking for is right in front of him it's right. like a loving wife and family and things like that and or you know i mean for him it was that but other people could be you know that's it connections with other mm-hmm. human beings and that's what we forget but we always but we always do that right we always like uh, you know we find that circle of friends or family or whatever and then we go oh but you know there must be more to this and mm-hmm. then we walk away from that you know be it by working too much or trying to find something else and whatnot and then realize oh shit you know it's like i should be paying attention a little bit more to my wife my family my friends you know like and whatnot and you come right back and then you repeat the cycle right right yeah i mean we're animals at the end of the day and we're programmed to always go and get more and more and more yeah i think once you get to the a certain level of achievement that's worth like you become like, a Buddhist monk. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> or you know, there's not a that happy. rash of like suicides <laughs> as a result too. You know. Yeah, I think maybe the the secret. <laughs> you know, that's one way to go. 
maybe the secret to happiness uh, is, uh, or what happiness is, I think, from a chemical standpoint, is a kind of life that um, stimulates or provides you with opportunities to, to get dopamine hits mm. on a regular, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I, and I think if that's uh, being an athlete, if that's being a, a writer or whatever it is. Or just uh, achieving goals. Achieving yep. goals, you know, but like in a regular way that you get a little <sighs> like every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that's why um, this idea that the happiness is a place, hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a level somewhere that you need to unlock, right. um, I think is maybe a fallacy and has always been. And that's what drives a lot of people insane is they keep thinking that it's somewhere, they're just not looking in the right place. Mm-hmm. When in fact, soundtrack, um, when in fact it, it's a state of mind in a, in a way of living and a, in a, in a dynamic rather than a static arrival place. Well, there's tons yeah. of cliches about that as well, which are 100% true. Like, it's not about the de- it's not about the destination, it's about the journey yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, but why is it about the journey, right? Is it because because there's changes, because there's uh, there's periodic challenges to mm-hmm. overcome? And some you do, some you don't. Um, uh, sometimes you spill beer on the wiring. <laughs> uh, things happen to you. Um, Stop and smell the roses. That's exactly. But th- that's what forges this kind of... Um, this this the journey itself it's not just because you're moving it's because it's filled with these you're, you're not you're never just like idle i think boredom really is mm. sorrow and the destination is not that great yeah destination is like it's all right <laughs> you know i mean if it's this place it's pretty cool but <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> certainly there are certain things that can offer you comfort otherwise uh white-haired old men w- would stop buying sports cars you know that right. they can barely drive um <laughs> There's clearly something to a material possession to a certain degree, but it's clearly fleeting as well. Of course, I think fantasy is just better than reality in general. Right? Yeah. So if you fantasize about this this fictional destination place, like, and you you offset your happiness, you say like, okay, I'm going to be happy when I get this, mm-hmm. and then yeah. when you get there, you're like, why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to like being happy along the way is sort of the trick, right? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, you will be disappointed because the fantas- the reality will not live up to the fantasy. Yeah. And the, the Maybe it was as never a collector, I, that's that's what I go through. I mean, I used to <laughs> I used to example. enjoy the hunt, mm. you know, because now it's eBay's everywhere and things like that. But I I, still, I remember I used to go to conventions, go to places to find the pieces that I wanted. Uh, but now it's like it's it feels too easy, right? So it's not as satisfying. It's uh-huh. like oh, I have the piece. Oftentimes, yeah, I want the piece, but it's 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 the difficulty of finding the piece that sometimes is. For sure. More so is it just like a Google search away at this point? Everything's a Google search away. Uh, I mean, if you have a couple of bucks, enough bucks, uh, hmm. you can practically get anything. Like, you know, I collect toys, so and comics, but comics, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't buy old school comics much. So as long as you have the cash and your PayPal account ready, your password <laughs> ready, then yeah. like, you can pretty much get anything. I mean, everything sun. ships to us, right? So, hmm. so yeah. do you, can you still find little gems somewhere that... I, know, I keep a, an eye out. I mean, the thing is, like, even uh, I have, uh, like, I have the, my generic or my, my uh, uh, st- standard collectibles that are nice, you know, 12-inch Star Wars and, uh, and uh, uh, a bunch of Transformers. But sometimes I look for something special. Um, like, for example, you know, like, I have a little collection of Darth Vader's. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but I look for odd Darth Vader's. 
you know like that are non that are not like the movie representation they're of Darth Vader right. they're not quite not not that there's a know. mistake right. with them but like a cartoony version of Darth Vader oh, okay. or a kid Bobble version head, of Darth Vader yeah. bobblehead or <laughs> something like that just to kind of like oh this is different and makes a co the collection look interesting instead of like it's always a representation of the film mm. I have a couple of those to offset the other ones but you know it's like it's nice to have like a little fat Darth Vader Pass and have a, um, a Russian doll Darth Vader you know like uh, <laughs> of course they make those <laughs> of course there, uh, there's literally Mr. Potato Head Darth Vader there, there are people somewhere chained to a basement held captive like idea people <laughs> with dark circles on their eyes and they they're basically just like every day they're threatened to come up with new ways of putting darth vader somewhere like mm. darth vader pencil case been done <laughs> <laughs> work harder well hasbro uh, hasbro has a rule that they every year they have to come out with x amount of darth vaders and x amount of luke skywalkers because they know oh wow yeah the cookie jar they just know it. People keep buying it. You know, it's the the ones. Uh, in it's the kind of insane how 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 uh, programmed we are. Yeah. To that stuff, you know, <laughs> and it's like we don't even stop to think how dumb some of these products are. You're like, this is this is the dumbest thing ever. It's a fucking cookie jar, and it. But it, I want it. And it, it <laughs> I want it because it does the Vader breathing when I open it. <laughs> but I don't even eat cookies. I just. Ah. I actually almost bought the the waffle maker that's shaped like uh, a Death Star. Of course, there's a waffle oh. maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it make regular waffles or specially oh, shaped waffles? No, it's just all. Regular. So Death here's Star a six waffles. million dollar question. Oh. Clearly, there must be sex toys that are that are are, are uh, Star Wars branded. Do you think they're playing a license? Ooh, Ooh. that's a, that's good a really good question. It's a good trivia question. I feel. You know, it's funny. There was a, a convention in the States and somebody like uh, I follow these blogs on, on different conventions and whatnot. And somebody took a picture of a convention and they had sex toys uh -huh. and it, it was taken from afar. But I could see that there was like the superhero packaging on some of them. On right. Some of the, the <laughs> I'm not going to say what sex toys uh -huh. they were. But yeah, I was like, huh. I can say dildos, dildos. Yeah. Can we say dildos? We can say dildos. Yeah, absolutely huh? can say dildos. D -d 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 and I just fe I, I immediately see just how amazing the marketing would be if but i can't i wonder if if the if <laughs> disney's like, <laughs> like pay up yeah, it's like, <laughs> they probably do pay up like if or you can or if the porn industry is able to shame them into not asking for the rights because they'd I, have I, to admit that there's like a there's the hulk and there's the thor and there's the yeah. whatever right <laughs> the marketing writes itself really yeah well you know <laughs> and I've killed this conversation. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's all right, man. It's a bit of a non sequitur. <laughs> it's a non sequitur. I know who I am. And I do not need your help. I'm smack dab in the middle of my right goddamn mind. And any scumbag, any, any lowlife, any maggot piece of shit that I put down, I did it because I liked Order. it. Hell, I loved it. I'm sitting here. I'm just itching. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to do it again. And you think what? You think you're going to send me to a nut house? Some doctor, they're going to get me to stop from doing what I want to do? Well, that ain't happening. Not on my watch. John Bernthal. <laughs> and uh, What's up? who else uh, we got? The Punisher. Uh, John also Cusack. Also sounds like a sex toy. Sorry. <laughs> the Punisher. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. John Cusack. Uh, gross point blank. That also sounds uh -huh. like a sex toy. It, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But what else we got? We got... Um, it's like I'm, for whatever reason I drank too much water. I'm drawing a blank here. Mm. Easy, um, easy. Slow. Keep uh, the Nathan water. Nathan Fillion. How can I forget Nathan, Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion. That's oh amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's he's top notch. He's he is the most he's the most famous unknown person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Actually, no. He is. David Tennant is. Is he? 
David Tennant. He's the most is, famous unknown person? It's incredible. But he's a superstar they, in Europe. Uh, in England. Isn't he like a top? In England, yeah. I mean, any, uh, they don't... Yes and no. You know, he does theater and, and whatnot. And but he's not He's like up a, there, but he's not... Uh, it's not the same way in England that it is here, right? Or or, or the U.S. You know, but he's like, not a, a, a Cumberbatch. He's not a Cumberbatch. But he's bigger than Cumberbatch, potentially? Um, no, if we got Cumberbatch, I'd be even bigger. Yeah. Because uh, we reach a wider audience, you know, Sherlock and... and uh, Dr. Strange. And, and Strange. Sure. And, yeah. Et cetera. But, uh, but David Tennant, he was on that survey. He was one of the top five guests requested. You know, so uh, there's been like nine doctors since then, and he's still number one. He, yeah, yeah. He, uh, we did a survey of which doctors. Also, we had a separate survey, and uh, he was like number two. Was uh, uh, he was twice as popular as number two? Wow. Wow. Okay. Like not doctor number two, but the second most popular one. Mm. Just to say, you know, like uh, people could vote twice if they wanted to for the same for the different doctors and right. David Tennant got that much more votes. Well, I mean, you you, you got to juggle all of these factors, right? You got to juggle the star power. You got to juggle obviously the first the the how much is he going to cost or she, right? Yeah, <coughs> of course. Then how much is that person going to draw? How much is going to draw? And then whether even if this person didn't cost that necessarily that much and is well known can are they are they going to provide like are they good at paneling? Yep. Is it they, enough for them to show up? Are they going to have a good experience for fans? Like, for example, we have John Rice Davies. And, and the thing is, for us, it was a no-brainer. We, we invited him like a year before the show. We were like, can you come? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And, he was and also in Dune. He, John Rice davies Yes, but not in the movie. Uh, he was in the 90s video game version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I think saw the he's movie. Gurney Halleck. In the, remember no in the 90s how they, they would shoot little little like actual live action yeah, yeah. sequences between yeah, the remember game. That with he was in the Dune 2000 or something. He Are you was serious? Gurney Halleck. Okay, I got to check that out, man. Yes. You basically need a British guy that goes, you know, rah, <laughs> Paul, come this way. Like you he's need kind the, of that thing. He's perfect. He's, he's uh, larger than life. He, and he is, he's not a dwarf, just uh, in case he's definitely not a dwarf. He's six foot four. My favorite thing he's ever done, <laughs> and I'm really, sorry, I've, he's really tall. I've interrupted you here. I uh, hope you don't it's lose all right. your point. No. Um, the, my absolute favorite role he ever played, no one remembers this role. He's uh, the boxing coach in The Great White Hype. <laughs> and he has the filthiest lines in the movie, and it's he's hilarious. He's hilarious. So I don't know if you remember The Great White Hype. No, I didn't. I Very didn't quickly. See it. Um, Samuel Jackson plays kind of a Don King type of over, overly dramatic kind of uh, uh, Shylock boxing promoter that fucks over his fighters. And he's got a Mike Tyson-like guy under his wing, a champ, and he wants to fix this insane fight uh, and find a white guy and prop him up as a, an actual contender. Like, he threatens the championship. And it's called the Great White Hype, right? And so they find the guy, and they're like... They, they, they tell him he has to be Irish for the fight because people in boxing, are, that's that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if he's not Irish, like they won't get behind him. No, no. It's like... Uh, he's got to be Italian or Irish. So they force him to pretend to be Irish. They have him coming out with leprechauns and stuff like that. And he, with the with the trunks, with the Irish flag, he's not Irish, but he doesn't care anyway. And they give him to John Rice Davies. John Rice Davies? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they gave, it, gave him to train, right? And it's, they, there's this great scene where um, Simon Jackson approaches him and he's a respected coach, right? And he's like, listen, I need you to train this guy. And, he, and John, John Rice Davies has this like composed look on his face. And he just looks at him. He's like, I'd rather be raped by a syphilitic bear. <laughs> 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 and 
Hey, this uh, the funniest fucking line you he know, has you ever spoken. You should go spoken. to the Q&A for John Rice I'm gonna uh, go Davis s- and I'm go, gonna go say, uh, Mr. Rice Davis. Uh, Can you please do that line? No, no, say, just say, <laughs> have you ever been <laughs> raped by a... A syphilitic bear. <laughs> yeah, no, but he does it with like full Broadway Shakespearean aplomb. Yeah. Like he, he fully lays into Bombastic, this yeah. super filthy and line. And he's like that in, in, in life too. He's he? like, yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, we were at the press in in Ottawa last year, and we were at the press thing, and and we're taking pictures with him, and he's like sticking his finger in my ear, just like you're gonna smile, and I'm like I'm smiling already. He goes, not that's not a big enough smile, but he does it in his voice. You're going to smile. You're can't going to him. smile. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I be. I think if I'd reached any kind of fame, I'd become that guy. Yeah. I'd just be like, I hate this. I'm gonna use it to entertain me myself. And others. <laughs> I'm going to put... I don't know this guy. Uh, if I was not well-known, I would get punched in the face for doing yeah, this. I'm going to put my fingers finger in, in people's ear. ears. Here, strangers. come here, you. <laughs> people giddy, go giddy. home and like, John Rice Davis put his he finger put, in my ear. Oh, my God. I'm not going to watch. Again. It was wet. So, um, do, are you doing anything new this year? Any, yes. What are you doing that's new? You are going to like this as, okay. a, as a parent. Uh-huh. Uh, we are doing a family zone. Um uh, so we have a zone where we're going to have Nerf uh, battles. Amazing. We're going to have uh, music classes uh, for like uh, ocarinas and okay. th- things like that. And um, That's great. Uh, we're going to have lightsaber training. Holy crap. <laughs> we're going to have uh, com- uh, how to make your video game uh, classes. Okay. Got to bring my son now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also are going to have um, uh, some tabletop uh, things, big chess pieces or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so we have a lot of, it's, we dedicated a whole room at first it was going to be a small room and then we saw the potential of it, you know, and, and half of the, the organizers were, were parents. So we're like, this is awesome. It's a huge thing, man. Yeah. And we didn't want to put inflatables, you know, that, that seems a little generic and, and not uh, but that could geeky. work too. It could work, but it just takes up a lot of space. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. But it's like, l- let me tell you if, uh, I've, and I've had this conversation a couple of times already with other people. If, uh, if I had nothing else to do. Uh, I think I'd go get a bank loan and open a like kids rec center in the center of town mm. and become a millionaire within six months. In the center of town? Are you sure? In the center of town. There's, there's nothing in the center of town for kids. There's that's, no toy stores or anything. There's that's the, the reason whole why, buddy. Why is that? Nobody brings their kids downtown. Until I open my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point. Right now you have to bring them out into the suburbs. Yes, because that's where they live. Wasteland. But I'm going to open them. For, I'm not going to put it downtown. I'm not an idiot. But somewhere where you don't have to drive 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and watch the money roll in. And, yeah. and the injuries and the lawsuits. I but live, watch the money roll in. I live in St. Bruno, so there's like three or four at, at like a short of course. distance. Away. Oh, really? In fact, yeah, I yeah. think they built those first and then a neighborhood popped Probably, up. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that's what St. Bruno <laughs> popped up around. But that's great, a kid zone. I mean, I'm, I'm acting like now I'm sold. I was going to bring my kids anyway. Yeah. But uh, that's and, cool. And man. we also have retro gaming. It's not a ki- it's not in the kids zone, but we have like old school games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s where people, and it's great because last year we had it and we saw that kids gravitated to that, to the 8-bit kind of games. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers You're from back that in the shit, day. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And my nephew as well, who's 12. Yeah, no, yeah, the, he loves uh, that. people love that. And the, the kids don't really care about the about the graphics. Exactly. You know? yeah, in no. fact, I think that's specifically, because I've done tests at home. Uh, I use my children to experiment uh, um, <coughs> on, on, on these different behavioral things. And I've exposed them to the super high-end video games. Um, and I've shown them the, you know, I still have a Super Nintendo that I hook up and I just like let them play. The, and yeah. There, there's no like, oh, the graphics suck. Like none of that. <laughs> no. They, re- they, li- they 
behave like to them it's a different activity mm-hmm. when i if you put yep. in if you put in lego star wars it's it's lego star wars time but if i put on mario there's no drop in interest whatsoever right. even though the graphics everything else is very rudimentary they it's love us. the simplicity of it we're the problem were the, the the parents yeah because we we saw it grow from mm-hmm. this and we're like it needs to be here yeah well it was a natural evolution individual every individual follicle of hair yeah but exactly. i don't think that's necessarily a. that doesn't look like real water it's not real water <laughs> sure but i mean you can understand the pursuit of that like of the, the, the attraction to, to yeah. going like oh but what if the what if we could design a game that had an ending right and like <laughs> it, it went from there <laughs> that's right true. and then like what about what if it has a different ending depending on which character you use <gasps> okay what if it had a oh, voice man. what was the first game i ended at an arcade with a friend was um what's the two guys with the machine guns they're not machine guns, but they go punch people. The bad dudes? No. Contra? Is it? Con- no, it's not Contra. Um, it, it, it might have just been f- a fighting. Uh, double Dragon? It, yeah. Uh, is it Double Dragon? Uh, it, it, was it Double Dragon? I it think it was. Double Dragon. It was I, the only game that me and my friend reached to the yeah, end. We it spent starts, a lot of quarters. It's, it's got, I still cite <laughs> Double Dragon as one of the most concise. You know like how Hemingway was a genius because he could set time, place, smell emotion in like one sentence in the opening of his book you mm-hmm. immediately know where you were and what the feel was right double dragon is the most concise uh, plot i've ever seen in my really? life it opens with a garage door opening yeah yeah that was the one that was dudes the one. come out and they take the girl these guys show up punch a girl in the stomach take yeah. her away and the game begins yeah, yeah. and you gotta get her <laughs> that's the one and, and we and then played... you have to fight each other at the end yes and we played four <laughs> Oh, you did guys. Each other at the end? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And we would take rounds because it was too long and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it literally would be painful. And so, so the thing is, we would tap out and, and kind of play, and then we'd, we'd kind of like not even watch the game. Uh-huh. And we'd be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the story? So we just were like, foncé. You know, like you just go through, punch, punch, punch. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Oh, wow. Whoever it was that designed Double Dragon, mm. the story, understood man at a at its core fabric <laughs> at, at the atomic level punch a girl all guys were like whoa take her away <laughs> you can't do that and then like justice dun, da, da, dun, da, 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 and go let's go fuck up some bad guys yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah it was awkward at the end where y- you had to fight your brother because i didn't know that you, you're blowing you, my mind right now the girl could only you could there's one girl two guys I, you couldn't just oh, like they fought over the girl yeah it couldn't just be like hey at least that's how I remember it. I remember that you had to fight each other. I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm like, I, uh, I just, maybe I was the one, not the one. I feel like you, yeah, you fight each other and then the, maybe the rope watching. lowers and, and I love the 80s mentality of like, she'll, she'll go with whichever guy, whichever brother beat up the other one. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. He's, supre- he's the supreme one. If I'm wrong about this, then no, this no, says a lot more about me than it says about <laughs> the video game industry. <coughs> but the point being that uh, okay, so yeah, you got so this we have like retro gaming. Retro gaming. Okay. We also have uh, we've had an indie zone for a while, and we partnered with uh, Multijoueur, which is a, a magazine here in uh, in Quebec uh, uh, for a zone. And it started off as eight tables at first, <coughs> grew to twenty, and now it's over thirty tables. Okay. Um, and now we partner with Loto, Ke- Loto Quebec to bring a nicer looking space. So what Loto Quebec is doing is helping finance the uh, the booths themselves. So before we used to ask an indie, hey, indie person, you want a table? It's uh, this much. And, uh, you, yeah. you know, uh, but indies don't have a ton of money. They're spending all the money in the games and they forget to promote the games and whatnot. You know, there are two or three guys, you know, so there's not a lot of people. We're good with time. Sorry, we know. just know. We just confirmed that that is the ending of Double Dragon. <laughs> yes, and right. it was not my mind being okay. crazy. You do, in fact, have to fight your brother. Sanity check. 
Anyway, Ooh. sorry, continue. So right. a lot of Quebecs come in to back <clears throat> the indie guys. Yeah, to back the indie That's guys. That's fucking great. No, that is great. Yeah. And uh, and so now we have a nice big section. And it's on the it's on the main floor. It's on the exhibition hall floor while the family zone is upstairs on the fifth floor. Uh, and, and what they, they've set up couches or like little bean pods or, or whatever. Uh, and then people can try out the games of those indies like in a tower. We're going to have a little battle tower where That's people amazing. can try out the games. There's going to be a little stage for people ta- interviewing the creators of those games to see how they got there and we're gonna stream it live and whatnot so uh so that was the yeah that was a a year and something in building uh sounds like it that sounds pretty complex yeah yeah it's a lot of moving pieces uh, it's a lot of moving pieces because we have three different organizations there's us there well more because if you count the indie all the indies oh (laughs) yeah there's us comic-con there's multi-joueur who uh started the idea with us and then there's uh, loto quebec who came in and uh, and wanted to partner with us so um, that's really cool (laughs) that's awesome. <laughs> and um, so, and one that's a huge sponsor. Like that's pro- it potentially is. the biggest one in Montreal. Uh, yeah, it, it is a very good sponsor to have, and uh, we're very happy because I mean, the thing is, uh, Montreal Comic Con, we've attracted a lot of different partners, and a lot of them have been in the video game industry, hmm. but not a lot of them have been in the uh, the the uh, the ones that you see at other festivals like Lot of Quebec and uh, <coughs> Banks and whatnot. Uh, because they, they, a lot of these major companies that are not video games, they can't wrap their heads around what Comic-Con is. They still don't get it. They don't understand. Um, uh, so so Loto Quebec, because they themselves are involved in video games in different ways, uh, they, they support uh, land games and whatnot, they were able to understand it better. They have a division just for right. that. Yeah, I know? have a friend that works for them. Yeah, he, they, they definitely are not, uh, they're very much aware of the potential of yeah, it. Exactly. There's um, a... You know, they, they, they're even preparing. I mean, right now we don't have eSports this year. We're going to bring it back next year. But uh, they, they, we even talked to them about uh, creating a betting area for eSports, hmm. uh, you know, like separated, you know, for 18 plus where you can buy drinks and whatnot. But it just didn't work out for this year. So Wow. So it's something to bring back. What are the regulations on that? Well, it's up to them. <laughs> oh, really? I guess so, right? It's, it's their <laughs> world. It's, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, they're, they're, I don't know the full rules on, on it. But it's like they, people would bet on teams, like on professional esports players, mm-hmm. on which one they think is going to win. And uh, that's a huge market. That's fantastic. It's a p- huge potential market. It's still mm-hmm. relatively young here in Quebec, or in uh-huh. the re- even the rest of Canada. There's a lot of in the, a lot of places in Toronto, or Vancouver, and they're all trying to start it up the esports. But it's kind of like the wild west of. They um, don't know how what to what's the first step. Type of thing? Well, they 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 all know, but it's kind of like a, the the NHL back in the day. There were all these different leagues. All these different leagues exist, oh, okay. but there's nothing cohesive. So everybody's trying to get themselves organized, and everybody has a different vision. So of course, with with that comes a little bit of uh, headbutting. I just, what, I uh, mean, I based my knowledge of the size of esports just by like the the take home, like the, the like the, the what you see in Korea or uh, Korea, <laughs> the states. Like I just see these yeah, people going home, these like ten year olds going home with like three million dollar <laughs> jackpots. Is yeah. that big? It's huge. In, this, yeah. in Korea, it's huge. Wow. In Korea, yeah, it's big insane. Money. Big you money. Full, like full auditoriums. Yeah. Completely they have like stadiums. Like they could stadiums. fill the Olympic Stadium in Korea. Wow. The the, the, uh, the other game that really... Do people to come watch people play... <laughs> just to come and watch it. Yeah. Um, what was I watching on TV the other day? I was somewhere with a friend and I l- glanced up at the screen because, of course, you can't go out to eat anywhere. Um, 
uh, or drink without there being five monitors in your face, you know, five <laughs> screens playing, whatever. And this summer is particularly like uh, dry season for sports. There's like nothing going on. Really? Oh. There's just nothing going on this, this summer, right? It's okay. I'm not a sports <clears throat> person, so I'm like... Um, Game I'm, of Thrones coming back. Yay. yay. That's what I'm excited. <laughs> so I look up at the screen and I see like the, the, you know, like the strobe lights and the people losing it and the painted faces. And I'm like, what, what fucking sport is that? Is this a rerun of, it looked like a UFC event, right? And people like rabid and just like tearing their shirts off. And then it, the camera centers on this main stage and it's a fucking dart competition, dart throwing in England <laughs> and I just looked at the, at the bartender I'm like what is this bullshit he's like dude do you not know about dart darts in England I'm like no it is a monster monster sport they're they're demented for it <laughs> and I'm like there must have been 5,000 people in this room and it's essentially wow. like a um, um, a pub event right because <laughs> everyone's getting hammered and then like the, the smoke starts you know for the entrances or whatever no and way. these two pear shaped Joe Blow dudes come out like these dudes that could not be more average looking, right? <laughs> with ex exactly both of them pear shaped, uh, with golf shirts on, with patches and stuff on them, uh, and like no maybe other. They're, maybe they're they're dark shirts, and you think they're golf maybe shirts. they're this, yeah. yeah. But nowhere else, in no other circumstance in life, would these two people be noticed, let alone hailed, you know, cheered by thousands and screaming their name, right? But these two pear shaped kind of garage. Um, uh, gas station dudes come out and and everybody lost it one guy had a mohawk um, a purple mohawk and and they just start throwing darts and people can get enough of it you know and my son is currently trying to disconnect my mic <laughs> it's really funny but I'm just saying it's like you never know there's some things that culturally um, I mean I'm a promoter I see this dart thing and I'm like holy crap I got to get this up and running in this town, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, but no, it's there is no dart scene uh, here. I don't think yeah, so. Anyway, no, I don't think so. That's I mean, not happening. You know, uh, there's a, there's a what do you call it? Uh, the uh, men with brooms. Uh, men, yeah, uh, um, that's uh, a whole curling. thing. But I mean, but not not out west. Yeah, there's no curling thing. Well, there's yet. here, but it's not big. It's not a big deal. No. I guess I was trying to tie this in with esports, where like you see something and you're like, it's going to be huge. Yeah, and that's it. So people are trying to emulate it here, and you do have a very, you know, people under 30 are really gravitating towards it. But the thing is, it's very young in terms of getting it organized and yeah. getting it fluid. I'm guessing the logistics, the the installations are insane. They are. They are. They are. Because uh, you need to have the massive you, screens, right? That's the thing. It's it really gets expensive. That's the thing. So you need financing for yeah. for this. You need the screens. You need the most expensive things, especially at the convention center, is the internet. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's, because uh, of the uh, massive, massive uh, bandwidth that you, you need? use a lot of bandwidth because you stream all these games and uh -huh. and whatnot, and uh, and you need that so that there's no lag in the game and whatnot. So and that uh, like a super super top platinum connection would not do it. You need like a uh, corporate yeah connection. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the convention center, you can only. <laughs> oh, I see. I was gonna say you're, you're kind of stuck using get what your they cousin have. to. <laughs> nah, they to set up. they're really good and they block you at everything. Like they they know. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like Mel Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mel's. Uh, at least I don't know if they still like that, but back in the day, that's how it was. Where like you can bring your own staples to the fucking studio. They're like, is that? Are there staples? Yeah. Where'd you get them? Um, I kind of just had them in the truck. Uh, no, no, no. You gotta use Mel's staples. What? <laughs> Wait. First of all, what? Second, you have staples that are branded to your studios. We. That's correct. And you have to buy them. 
$25 each. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes that's just the way, that's just the way that you do business. It's, yeah. And, you know, uh, it's an expensive convention center, so I understand that they, they the got to make their money like the they have to. Yeah, of course. And that's the same, the same thing that applies at all convention centers. And uh, so uh, it's, so it's a pretty penny to put a big esports competition together. So that's one of the reasons why we kind of like, uh, uh, maybe this year, because if we, if it's going to be lackluster, we don't want it. Yeah, right. no, exactly. You, you know? don't want to do it. Ha- you don't want to half-ass that. No. Because well. it's going to be, it's going to be reviled. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you don't want some, oh, let's cut the internet by half. And it's like, oh, let's uh, use these <laughs> crappy screens. And, right. you know. Uh, let's play a bunch of Sega games. I'm kidding. You'll get, you'll get <laughs> yeah. torn apart. Yeah, exactly. And so we had something interesting going, but it just didn't, it didn't pan out, unfortunately. I know a lot of people were disappointed at that. Uh, but we do have what is really cool is we have three concerts for three days. So uh, oh, nice. uh, the Friday we have a Harry Potter concert. It's included in, in their Friday ticket. Cool. All right. So if people buy a Friday ticket, they can go see the Harry Potter a symphonic concert. This is like I know grownups have been telling me about it. I'm like <laughs> I haven't heard any kids talk, but grownups are like, oh my god, the Harry Potter. The, the, the. Yeah, like, yeah. Grownups are more excited <laughs> about this. <laughs> well, you know, Harry Potter started. Almost 20 years ago, the movie. So has it yeah. been 20 yeah. years? Yeah, I know, I know. It's what like, the hell? Shut up! The book came out 20 years ago this month or last month. That's wow. insane. Yeah, yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> exactly. Crazy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Did Guess. you know Kurt Cobain died? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that from the new band? <laughs> yeah, from that Nirvana. New band. Exactly. That is changing everything. Yeah, yeah. That drummer's <laughs> leaving and he's going to start his own band. No, it's never going to yeah, work out. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Oh, but and that Scott Whalen guy, he's going The places. only star in Nirvana <laughs> is the bassist. He's the only one that's going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Novolesic. No, no Solevic? Novolesic? No, 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 no. So John Bernthal. <laughs> yes. Uh, who else did we... Uh, is, this, is, it, is this the first time? This is the first time. We've yeah. been trying for four years to try to get him. And the scheduling finally... Uh, finally, the scheduling worked out, and uh, he's going to be here for autographs and photos. Unfortunately, he cannot give a Q&A because of Marvel. Ah, uh, there's too much going on. Too much going on, and they're like, you will spill the beans. You like to talk. Really? <laughs> oh, it's specifically That's, for him? Well, they don't I'm not sure. Him. They're not. Nobody's <laughs> saying that. But uh, but you never know. But <clears throat> I know from from uh, um, seeing some folks like Game of Thrones, I've seen some contracts that yeah. are, uh, yeah, we never got anybody, but we've seen, we've almost gotten people, and we've seen some contracts where this particular person is not allowed on stage. They're too friendly. Oh, wow. <laughs> they they talk too much. They're too uh, friendly. <laughs> they need to, or the the a lot of the clauses is like if you have somebody from HBO or somebody from Marvel or somebody from Netflix or whoever owns the the franchise on stage with them controlling it or somebody that is approved by them, uh-huh. then you can do it. A handler. A hand, well, more than a handler, but more like a... a like, let's say, handler. for example, if we had a bunch of people that are current on The Walking Dead, right? And and Chris Hardwick was the MC, they would allow it. Okay. Uh, if, we, if it was all, like, alive people from The Walking Dead. Um, uh, but because... Uh, uh, um, like, for example, we uh, Stephen Ogg canceled this morning. Uh, he's uh, played Simon on The Walking Dead. He's the second... Uh, uh, the, or the number one for um, the the Negan and uh, oh yeah. <coughs> yeah with the mustache yeah the guy with the the, the handlebar mm. mustache and uh, he's actually from Calgary he's, is he yeah 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 he's he's pretty now funny. it kind of makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so um, he uh, he but he was known before from GTA Five 
Okay. Uh, he was, um, I forget the character, but he's mm. one of the guys you see the most often in, in, in the game as you're playing. Um, and uh, uh, where w the clause was that we would have him on stage, but it would have to be GTA 5 questions or, and prepared questions about the Walking Dead past like screen seasons, questions, screen questions from the MC. Uh -huh. uh, anything in the audience that we'd have to ask them to not ask questions about The Walking Dead. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I, I think about that a lot, like how uh, uh, big series or big franchises now need to almost have like a like a intelligence department, like a World <laughs> War II style. Because not everybody's equipped to be on stage and not spill the beans. But also just like the coordination of, of all the plot lines. Yeah, it's got to be hard to to dodge those questions and not give away. Yeah, because even your body lines. language gives things away, right. your eyes and whatnot. So it's like, oh, maybe not. You know? <laughs> and then people are, are so looking at the minute of, of things and minutia, 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 minutia. Uh, of things. Minutia. Uh, menudo. Uh, <laughs> menudo. <laughs> they look at everything and, and they go, oh, does this mean this? I mean, even when mm. we post things or teases and whatever, or we're not even trying to tease and we, we say a phrase and they're like, oh, did you mean this? <laughs> Are you trying? No, we didn't. We didn't mean anything. It means nothing. Oh, really? Now you're just trying to cover it up. No, oh, we're not. Oh, <laughs> the whole crap. Yeah. Oh, you're like, shut up. I didn't. I, I burped. <laughs> Oh my God! They're gonna kill his character. Did you hear ah. that burp? I hear the voice of Yoda in that burp. That's right. <laughs> they're bringing him back. One one <laughs> asshole always like has to scream it out. Like the, the, the thing. Of, oh my God! They're bringing back Yoda. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, no, no, no. I didn't say anything. Didn't yeah, but then you're denying it. Then you're well. denying. Like, yeah. And denials, I guess, could get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Just, just it's also Cliff Caporal denies Yoda's return in the yeah. next <laughs> franchise. <laughs> you're like, and that's enough to get another uh, news it's cycle not going. True. It's not possible. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool, man. Well, uh, one thing that we're also doing that's pretty cool, like I'm going to mention the things that I find cool. Because, I mean, you know, when you go to uh, Comic-Con, you know, a lot of people go to the second floor and they go to the retailers and they go to go autographs and photos, uh -huh. and that's cool. Um, but I take care of the programming, so I'm like the entertainment biz. Sure. Uh, so the fifth and seventh floors uh, where I feel it's all happening and people, I feel, can get a lot of their money's worth. Um, still, go to the retailers, go buy stuff meet the comic book artists meet the celebrities that's all cool but we also have a lot of entertainment happening upstairs i mentioned the concerts yeah we also have like uh for example toon marty is a new cartoon on uh, teletoon and we have the cast it's both done in english and french because <laughs> it's made here uh so we have the cast of the english cast and the french cast uh and i think you may know some of them uh of the voice actors uh because you're in the comedy world and one of them is a stand-up comedian the other one's also a stand-up comedian but he's more known for a voice uh brian froud mm -hmm. he plays toon marty i don't know if you know him yeah not personally but i know who he is. okay uh, if you want him on the show let me know cool uh and also uh mike uh uh patterson patterson yeah exactly did you know i, I went to high school with mike patterson <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if he remembers me but <laughs> do you know do you know you know green phantom you know joey the wrestler no he's really good friends with Mike Patterson. Okay. And uh, this is like six degrees of Richard. Uh, <laughs> he used to be Richard's neighbor for, what, decade? Yeah. Something like, like that. Years. So it's a small town, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Mike Patterson and, and Brian Froud are going to come and, you know, we're going to do the standard Q&A stuff and whatnot, but we're also going to do a reading uh, of another, like maybe something like Star Wars or whatever, but doing the voices of the cartoons oh. that they do on the show. That's but, amazing. You know, reading Star Wars lines or, you uh. know, they're going to do their show too, you know, just to, sh you know, kind of show scenes from the uh -huh. show and then, uh, and then kind of like, you know, 
show show what those voices would sound like you know being Darth Vader how, how uh, English is, and French how is all this going to be feeding into launching my career next year that's what I'm doing um, <laughs> listen I don't because like, I, I don't see the plan yet I know you have one uh, yes I do have a very big plan uh, you are connected to everything uh, <laughs> he was there the whole time this was just about Jason amazing Cliff is a genius and Richard and Richard oh yes and his oh team. yeah featuring FT. It is card, card game. <laughs> hey, but n next year uh, you should come. Uh, we um, In the past, what we've done is we've always sub-leased uh, the uh, tabletop mm -hmm. aspect. Uh, this year we're doing it completely in-house. So we put together a team uh, of people that have worked at Comic-Con and they've always wanted to <laughs> uh, branch out. Uh, and, 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 and so they put together this, this thing. And at first I wasn't sure. I was very nervous uh, because, uh, you know, the ideas seem okay but then we saw it and we're like oh my god these are all great ideas this is great this is going to be better than anything we've ever had they're going to feature creators from here in that zone where they're going to show off their game and whatnot and i was going to say next year you know you should come and you know just spend a couple hours showing people the game and and, oh, and, yeah, showcase triggers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Exactly. Thanks, by the way, for Thanks. for all the support. Man. Oh, no problem, man. It's like you know, it's 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 uh, it's fun to see things being created here. I, I love creativity, and uh, if it's homegrown, it's even better. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it's just you're very you're very you're an open-minded guy, and you're very encouraging. And and uh, my son is pulling on my shirt, so <laughs> I'll get back to that point in a second. Yeah, it was a great time coming out to uh, yeah to Ottawa. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, it I listened to the fun. podcast the next day with. Uh, girl who's a model uh that oh uh, yeah 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 uh <laughs> what's her name damn it yeah damn it i'm back i, I like damn it yeah, but she was she was she was cool today. i listened to uh to uh, what she had to say about who's this the, the model that you had uh oh, starla starla yeah yeah she's yeah. the bomb you know she was great and uh you know <laughs> talking about how the industry here is uh, not as easy as other locations yeah right. no creatively yeah. It's, yeah, she's it's, plugged into that scene too it's funny because there's a lot of creative people here i feel there's but it's it's the business side of things yeah that's you know where it's it like it's it's on. to to levitate that it's what's cool is that there are certain aspects that are that are happening like for example video games i feel it's a good way for a lot of creative people to go right now uh but you know you have to have a little bit of a technical skill it is true that it's very it's very uh there's a lot of talent here a lot it's crazy like if you look at the cosplay there is you know what cosplay yes, yes. wait did you just really ask me that question yeah <laughs> i'm asking the audience uh -huh. <laughs> cosplay is costume play yes uh so it's a made-up word do you know where the word was made up uh japan yes it was made in japan it's not even an english word 500 points <laughs> It's like, uh, I don't know why they pronounce it because that way. Because it's... Because <laughs> don't try to understand. Just go with it. <laughs> I know. I okay. So, so the cosplay, uh, for example, in Montreal, if you compare to other big cities that have conventions, uh, Montreal per capita of like at the convention is is insurmountable. I think the only city that surpasses us, and by a lot, <laughs> is Dragon Con in Atlanta. That's the, the, that's the monster. That's the one that has the best. Cosplay one. Cosplay. They well, we have, have some, some heavy, heavy, heavy hitters, and it gets crazier every year. It does get crazy, because the thing is, it's there's such a creative pool of people here, and there's a lot of people that worked in the fashion industry. Yes, in, in, that's true. Uh, you know, there's LaSalle, and what's the other one that uh, they, they, they teach? Um, fashion design and whatnot. So you have these mm. people that are skilled in different ways, and they apply it. Uh, and some of them, you know, because for cosplay, most of them double as models, right? So they they model their own cosplays and whatnot. Yeah. So they show off both skills. That's yes. great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> male and female. <laughs> There's a, you Great. Know, it, you know what's funny is, um, so uh, we, because uh, a lot of people, you know, they comment. We, we've invited all kinds of cosplayers. Um, you know, there's the, uh, the the attractive cosplayers that uh, have millions of hits on Facebook. Yes. Uh, but we also have a lot of, you know, they're really talented folks. They may not be as popular up there with the, the clicks and whatnot, but they're very well-respected in the yeah, industry. Because they get their uh, shit on. Exactly. Right. So we always try to have a mix of, of that. And a lot of people like commented, uh, you know, that, uh, well, and they're like, oh, look at the eye candy and whatever. So this year what we did is, uh, uh, I mean, the guy is skilled, but he's also eye candy. His name is Leon Kiro. We pronounce it Chiro because we're here. He might but be Greek. He's Italian. Italian. And uh, it's like, uh, it's when we did he's the handsome. press conference, he's ridiculous handsome. Okay. <laughs> he's like a hat. You know, so uh, yeah, we we pushed to his slide, <laughs> and you should have heard the room go. <gasps> it was like a stunned silence. <laughs> a stunned silence. Ooh. It was uh, maybe some wet flooring afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, yeah. you you went there. I went there. Um, uh, <laughs> I spilled my beer. That's what I was trying to say. At a press conference, I was having a beer. I realized that <laughs> cosplayers are potentially the only segment of the population more impossible to hit on than waitresses. Without mm. being a creep, there's no way in. There's, there's just no you can't. Yeah. You can't be like, "Hi, um, I'm not gonna lie, uh, the costume did it, but <laughs> I want to get to know you." It's just there's no way in. There's no way in. There's no way in. I mean, in the end, it's that's that's it. It's like we we have it. We have we do have an issue. I think we talked about it last time. It's like yeah. there's an issue with the the, the cosplay's not consent and whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 it's not an issue alone um, you know just in the, in the convention it's a it's a, no, no, it's it's a societal dude, issue think about it like okay people who, think who are the two okay this is like condominiums right then the problem is that you're bringing together people seniors that can't take care of their homes with people who just moved out of their parents homes <laughs> and want to party yeah and that's why every con condominium is a is is a fucking nightmare right like it's like warring inside <laughs> between people who want quiet and people who want to party on the roof yeah. right yeah so uh, at, at conventions you get majority of the men there are either uh, and i don't want to stereotype here but are either not super socially outgoing mm -hmm. they tend to be niche video game yeah uh, rpg kind of guys who have their little group of friends and they're very into whatever they're into and a bunch of suburban dads emasculated suburban dads <laughs> that come down to because their kids are like comic con yeah. and they're like yes of course i love my kids i'm gonna bring them down you're gonna so get to wear my punisher t-shirt you're gonna get to wear your punisher t-shirt that still fits you're very proud of it <laughs> so a bunch of dads who love their kids bring down the, bring down their uh their, their children and their young ones and then and a bunch of like role player larp type people come down and then a bunch of gorgeous women walk through that they never would encounter in any yeah. other circumstance right. uh, unless there's a stag party. Dressed and even like then, their fantasy. Dressed yeah. like their fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost cruel in a way, <laughs> right? Um, but no, you know, it's a, it's you know, it's just because I see a lot of we kicked out people. Yeah, uh, you have that, to that cross that those lines and occasionally, oh, you know, yeah, of course, it's like, it, and, it, and some of it is is physical touching. Some of it is cameras hidden in certain parts. Yeah, uh, some of it is. Um, uh, the verbal comments of course. that come out of them and uh, and it's like you know uh, g gladly more uh, happily more and more cosplayers are letting us know uh, you know to come like see reporting staff the and reporting yeah. it because before it was like you know hey Comic Con's doing nothing I'm like but we're not Aware. there the whole time so now if like mm. they come see us we at least can do something about it we have 
uh, a whole human resources looking out um, for these kinds of situations. Sometimes we just, we have a, a person disguised as a, as as a, a cosplayer to oh, kind okay. of like uh, listen smart. in a little bit more on what's happening. So that's good. Uh, but of course, we have fifty thousand people. It's kind of hard to get everybody with that. Hmm. Yeah, well, Richard put his finger on it, basically, uh, not literally, uh, <laughs> that, no, you that you're, you're <laughs> dealing with an event that brings together the best in fantasy. Yes. People's fantasies are all there. <laughs> they may not be sexual in nature, but they're no. all of people's favorite escapist things. And then you're going to see movies that you love, comics that you can't get enough of, TV shows, stars, and then a bunch of gorgeous people men and women yeah. dressed as some of those people right and yeah. i mean like that's that's just gonna generate some of that <laughs> okay so my son's complaining that's okay um before we wrap this up um i'd like to hear uh could you reiterate the dates specifically yeah. montreal comic-con this year uh, is uh, july 7 8 and 9 uh, 2017 at the palais des congrès tickets are still available at montrealcomiccon.com uh though we are running out of vip tickets deluxe tickets and three-day tickets tickets will be available at the door though as of friday the prices go up even at the online because they're at the door prices we don't mm -hmm. want to cheat people the vip means the vip uh there's a, s a small amount of tickets that are sold um, for a group of people that want faster access to the celebrities. This doesn't include photos or autographs. You still have to pay that out of pocket. But meaning that if you're a person that's really in love with a lot of the celebrities and want to hit more than one, because uh, lines can be long, it's like a VIP pass is good for that because that means that you have a quicker line for like the the, the guests of honor, for example, yeah. uh, David Tennant and uh, Nathan Fillion. It's the next pass. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for photo ops, it's all of the photo ops. You get faster access. They get a swag bag. They get an exclusive comic i know somebody uh that actually buys the uh, the vip and then uh, there's a comic that's exclusive and then he puts it on ebay the next week he's not a comic collector but he knows comic collectors and then he is able to pay half his pass with uh, uh, <laughs> with uh, that comic yeah because some some of the comics are really exclusive like we're the one we're getting now is uh, uh kevin eastman you know kevin eastman co-creator of teenage ninja turtles yeah. and he did the cover for us uh so that one's going to be very hot commodity because the tmnt fans will buy it from everywhere in the world uh of we, course almost every time we have a tmnt cover it's somebody from elsewhere is buying it at 30 40 50 100 dollars um so you know <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's that's a big deal. It's a big deal, you know, because we only they only we only print like a thousand to two thousand copies, so depending on the on the comic. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, the Canadians are doing an exclusive comic too. The Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Uh, they they are they they oh set yeah. up uh, TMNT playing hockey, uh, so that's pretty cool. That's super smart. <laughs> and that there's a speaking of things that you could sell on anything, and, you know that's my it's always that that's my like thing. It's like hockey. you know it's eternal. And yeah. it, it's it's marketing like uh, like immortal if you can put it on toilet paper and people buy it, <laughs> right? Yeah, Canadians is one of those things. Yeah, you can just put it on anything and people will buy it. Yeah, and so because yeah. it's a it's a very strong brand. And also uh, the Chapter House Comics is coming, and they are um, doing their first appearance with their new creative director, which is Jay Baruchel. Uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, very yeah, well known actor, very well known yes. actor from uh, from here. here. Um, and he, uh, so he's going to have a Q and A and everything. But we have an exclusive comic uh, just for for the show that is available. If you buy the comic, you get an autograph from Jay Baruchel. That's the only reason he's there. Is too. It sounds amazing. 
It's uh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be. You are at the con all three days, right? I am at the con all five days for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're at the con all nine days. All, all 365 <laughs> days. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, my my mission every time I go is to try to see if I can catch a glimpse of you. But you're probably like running around like a yeah. That's like okay. A you can stop by. I still smile at people. I'll and, text you. You know, not uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to get an answer. I'm just going to yeah. text you yeah. just for fun. Uh, um, Who's this guy, Jason? But uh, it's really cool uh, for that you came out, man. This is really cool that you get cool. a chance um, to come back to chat with us. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. Any any parting here. thoughts? Uh, I really hope a lot of people come check out the show uh, and and discover it. I know there are people are reticent and think that you they're nervous because they feel that they need to dress up or things like that. And and. It, it's actually a place where people can actually be themselves and relax and have a good time. It's a uh, and wear as little amount of clothes as possible. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's like Salon du Livre, uh, yeah. but like a party. It is really a party. I can attest to it. I can definitely attest to it. Richards, now you've been you've been initiated. Yeah, yeah, that was my first uh, experience in Ottawa. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really really good. It wasn't what I was thinking. And no, not everybody is dressed up, but. A lot of the costumes are really impressive. It's crazy. Yeah. You, the, the, you can feel the like there's a thing there. Everyone's into, like so happy and enthusiastic and friendly, and it's very welcoming. Vibe. I don't. I can't think of any other event that that promotes this kind of positivity personally. Yeah, seriously. Everyone's so positive, and that alone, I mean, is an achievement. I think. And yeah. a lot of people think it's only comic books, but there's no. just, it's it's way. It's like more jazz, than that. jazz yeah. fest, right? It's like you know you have everything at the jazz fest. It's yeah. not just it's, it's rap. Comic movie. books is the base that everything was built on. That's it. If you, you, know? if you it, like the movies, if you like sci-fi, if you like The Walking Dead, you like any of those types of shows, then there's there's something for everybody at Comic Con. Yeah. It seems like even just a little bit. Thank nice. you for coming out, Cliff. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And all the best. And Always uh, a pleasure. We, we, wa- we continue to watch your, 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 your progress and your, your building of shows, and we're impressed. Thank you. Thank you. It's big teamwork. Have a good one this weekend. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.